All right, let's get ready to do the podcast here. Test, test, test. Test, test, test. Everything's in place. Harlan, did you remember to take your magic mind today? Yes, 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 yes. Look at this. I got my uh, magic mind kit right here. And I uh, got to tell you, this stuff, it is, uh, you drink this stuff and it just sort of like cleanses your mind. It gives you like kind of that, that purity, that focus. And uh, holy God, yes, I did have my magic mind today, and uh, we are going to kick ass on this podcast. Um, people got to try this stuff. Are you going to try it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, good. I'm, I'm squared away with my magic mind, and uh, let's get our guest in here and kick this sucker off. You want to go get the guest? Yeah. You're riding down the Harland Highway. You ever say that? Chuck E. Cheese Pizzeria? I have. I probably have said that in my life. Like when you're mad or when you're just for fun? Like, or in bed? Do you ever yell it out when you're making uh, love? Yes. Not Ch- in bed. You don't make love in bed? I, I, I not when I yell out Chuck E. Cheese Pizzeria. That's usually at Chuck E. Cheese when I'm making love. You've made love with Chuck E. Cheese? Wow. Which robot? <laughs> <laughs> Please don't stop. <laughs> Keep it going, lover. <laughs> right? Yeah, I think I saw you at the one in Bakersfield. I messed up. I put myself inside the mouth, and I didn't know it clamps. Oh, God, those <laughs> rodent teeth. <laughs> yeah. um, you can wear cans or not. It's up to you, bro. And push that near your sweet, sweet pie hole. Like that? Is that it? Whatever you want. Or from front, whatever's comfy, cozy for you. Okay. And... Uh, we can uh, start now, or we can sit for a minute and just, you know, feel the energy, or we can meditate. We can <laughs> make noises with our nasal yeah, passages. Those are weird noises. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was weird. It was like, was <laughs> <laughs> that like Morse code? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was saying I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh wow. Yeah. Thank you, uh, folks. Taylor Williamson is here. Wow. I speak Morse code. No one said. No one does that. It's it's antiquated. They say, but I, I don't. Yeah. And just not for me, but for them. <laughs> yeah. Could you just tell them what antiquated means? And I look. I know, but not them. Not not Johnny Asparagus. There's Carol Lasagna Lips and Billy Tomato Soup Twat. Yeah, he he watches. Wow. But could you just tell them, I know what antiquated means. I know big words, yeah, but yeah. they don't. Yeah, you yeah. could just explain it to them. Well, it, it's essentially the word is like um, things that are out of date, perhaps. Like antiquated means it's out of date. I could be wrong about this definition. I'm very stressed that I'm using the word improperly, honestly. No, like antique, right? I'm antique thinking, means old. So antiquated it's, means it's old. old. It's out of date. So it's like antique. Yeah. Antiquated just means old. Like when you go to an antique store, you don't find anything new. Right. You're not going to find a new vibrator or a new butt plug. You're going to find <laughs> it, a used one in an antique store. 
Right. You've never bought one of those at, a, at like Larry's Antiques down on Melrose or anything? No, no, no. I always buy them new. I, you buy you buy them new. All the <laughs> antique ones are better because they're a lot cheaper. Wow, I never. Yeah. Th- sometimes they're more expensive though because they were owned by like Abraham, Abraham Lincoln or something. Yeah, Abraham Lincoln vibrator. Yeah, yeah but they were, they hurt though because they're like made out of wood, you know. Yeah, they didn't have they didn't have batteries in those days. Yeah. They had to hand crank them. No, you know what they did? They had Mexican jumping beans inside. Oh wow! Yeah, so those little them. yeah, those are a real thing. Yeah, people don't realize Mexican jumping beans are are real. It sounds offensive, and it sounds like you're just saying something terrible. No. Yeah. It's real. Can I, still, so can I tell you where I saw them recently? That was Morse code again. Yeah, what what was that? <laughs> who are you, who are you reaching out to? Who are you Morse coding, by the way? I'm uh, was Johnny Appleseed. Who's this? Oh, okay. He watches this. Yeah. yeah. So wait, you saw some Mexican jumping beans? Tucson Airport. Wow. They're just selling them. There's just a stack of them. Oh, they yeah. they just they come in a bin like you get your own and put them in a bag. You can buy like there's like there's a bin. I don't know if I don't know I don't know if they're like hey we got I don't know if no one's buying them or yeah. if people keep buying them they keep filling them to the top. What do you huh. think? I don't know, but whatever it is, you, sounds like you stumbled on a bean bin. <laughs> Good for you. But they got a bunch of like live animals inside. Yeah, there's like a larvae, right? A, like an insect larva inside, right? Something like that. But eventually they they die. Yeah. But I think, isn't it, you, you heat them up in your hand. Is that how it works? You hold know. them in your palm, and then the larvae inside the bean, the heat causes them to get restless, and then they, you put them on the table, and they start jumping. Isn't that how they work? That's what my father used to do to me. What? Yeah. Talk to me, guy. Yeah. Oh, my God. Run us through it. So you were in a bin. <laughs> I was in a bin. I laugh when I'm sad, you know, it's typical, yeah. typical. The reverse psychology, trigger yeah. reaction. You cry at a wedding yeah, and you laugh at a funeral or yeah. when your father holds you in his hands and wow. it didn't crush me, but shook, shook it up a little bit. Yeah. Heated you up. Heated me up. And then, um, wow. then he let me out and then I jump around. Wow. Yeah. That's where the song came from. Jump around. Yeah. <sighs> I get paid every time someone says that. Really? Yeah. Are you the one that does that scream? Yeah. <laughs> your dad had strong hands too i read on google oh yeah yeah there's a thing on google about your dad's hands apparently very strong what did he do uh he was a librarian yeah lifting all those books that'll do it yeah <sighs> calloused hands i heard he had too and lots of paper cuts oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> some people thought he wrestled mountain lions he had so many paper cuts is that true this is on google guy this isn't me and do you use canadian google google.com Oh, no, I had .car? Ka? Or, oh, C-A, Ka. It's not Google.car? No, that's not Canadian. That's Google for crows. Oh. Yeah, it's pronounced uh, Google.car. I didn't know that. Yeah, crows are smart birds. Second to owls. Owls are wise, but crows are internet savvy. Wow. Yeah, Google.car. Wow. This is such an educational program. Well, you know what I like? I feel like we're working in tandem here, which is good, because you educated them yes. on what antiquated was. Right. And then we shared our knowledge on Mexican jumping beans. Yes, respectfully. Yeah. And then I educated you on Google.com. So we're, it's kind of like it's been a real group knowledge thing here. This is like, it's, this is like PBS. It's like socialist PBS. Yeah. That's how I would describe your show. Pubis. <laughs> Have you gone through it yet? 
No, I'm. When does this? When does that usually happen? How old are you? Thirty-seven. You got about two years. Okay. Oh, so you're still bald. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I hit it about three three months ago. A muzzle tub. Yeah, I was drinking one of those when it happened, and <laughs> I was making love, and my voice cracked. I was like, yeah, I just went right into pub- puberty. Wow, usually, yeah. usually people, they, they become a man first. And you, I know. Wow, so she, t- she took advantage of you. Yeah, Pinocchio syndrome. Yeah. Pinocchio syndrome. <laughs> she thought I was a wooden boy. <laughs> <laughs> she probably got you at an antique store and thought you were a, uh, a, a sexual uh, device. Yeah, yeah. Wooden, I don't know. I'm, I'm yeah, we better hit this before we get into trouble. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen... Oh, God. Welcome to the show. We have a hilarious comedian, writer. Is there anything that I, I don't know about you that I should be saying in the credits? Um, I, uh, I was in Canada last week. Taylor Williamson, a writer, comedian, was in Canada. Uh, what part of Canada? Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Calgary, yeah. Negative 40 degrees. Really? I've never experienced that in my lifetime. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting because when you walk outside, you can feel your feet start to freeze almost right away. It's, yeah. And did you spit? Did you spit when you were in the... No, is that a thing? Yeah, because it's like it's, it's like half freezes before it hits the ground. Oh, no, I didn't do that. Yeah, it makes like ice bullets. Like if you see ants, ice ants, they have ants in the winter up there and you can just like... And you can kill the ice ants. By the way, that was the theme music, just in case. I Sorry, I didn't... Did you play that yourself? Or is there a live no. band here? No, there's a live band. Oh. Some yeah. some shows like 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 Craig Ferguson didn't have a live band, but yeah. you, got, you got one. Cheap. My live band's just off to the just outside of the camera two, three, seven, and nine wow. and twelve. Wow. And camera sixteen, fourteen, and twenty-three. They're just off to the side of those cameras. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Just if you if somehow they just tilted a little. If cameras could move, if they were alive like Christine, the car from Stephen King, they could turn and you could see the live band. Yeah, great band. Daddy's got gingivitis again. Great. They play blues. They do the theme. Really? Yeah. All, all original work. Yeah. 12, 12 piece band. Three drummers. <laughs> well, you're going to laugh, maybe. Not the theme song for you. But what kind of, are they all like yeah. classic rock drum sets? I don't know what the, I play Yeah, piano. classic uh, kettle drums. They just play kettle drums. Do you have a piano player? I play piano. Yeah. You already have one. I have one. We but wouldn't you want you. Well, do you have a piano you could bring up next time? It's or? hard to transport it, but I got a piano. Well, maybe go visit uh, Captain Kirk and get a transporter. You know him? Maybe I don't. Maybe I never will. <laughs> <laughs> can I tell you? Can I? You yes, know? I've been waiting for this. Go. What were you gonna say? It's a bad word you're not supposed to say. I don't. I love bad words, and I want you to say but them. I'm quoting a Canadian. Bring it. So when I was in Canada, uh, when I got there, this was negative forty. It's before you know the gates to like they're not the gates, but the door they open. You know, the door. The gates to Canada. The gates to Canada. I'm out of customs. Oh, okay. But then the door, then you're outside. I think that was a bit misleading because you almost made it feel like you walk up to Canada and there's a giant gate. Like, remember when they approached the Emerald Palace at the Wizard of Oz? Yeah. And they opened that little... <laughs> what do you want? 
This is Canada. <laughs> it's like that, but it's just the doors that open. Like Okay, so what happened? So I'm using a word I would never use, but I'm quoting in Canadian. Yeah, I think it's go for it. We're sharing. Um, so uh, I saw a guy, he got off the plane, shorts on, walks outside. No big deal. Yeah. And I said, this Canadian guy, I'm like, what do you call uh, people like that? And he goes, uh, retards. Really? Yeah. The R word. Yeah. How did that make you feel? I laughed a lot. You did? At the I don't, pr- I don't, I don't laugh. At, I, I yeah. laugh at, he said, I was, it was uh, the, the, shocking the, that he the, said that, but yeah. it was funny, but it not appropriate and shame on him. Well, is it not appropriate? Is it not appropriate because that's what we've been programmed to say? Now, listen, it's not a nice thing. Right. It may be offensive, but who is anyone to say what's appropriate or not appropriate? If someone wants to say it, then that's who they are. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think we've all been trained a bit too much. And what that boils down to me is some people get it. They're courteous. They're sensitive. Most people are. Yeah. But every now and then you get people that expose themselves for who and what they are. And don't you really want to know who people are? Yeah. So to me, it's not inappropriate. It's just like, oh, that's who that guy is. That's what he said. We're all human beings. Words are words. Language is language. He let it rip. And that's life. Nobody died. Maybe a few people were offended, but... I think, I think the guy who walked out without, with shorts on probably died from hypothermia. Well, that's true. 40, 40 below. Degrees, yeah. yeah. You're right. You win this round. <laughs> but he didn't... Yeah, but he was outside. But you got to remember, in Canada, because so much of the year is cold, Canadians do a lot more things in summer wear, shorts, even flip-flops, like all year long. You got to remember, sometimes it goes down to 70, 80 below. And so Canadians, they'll, hey, what? It's, it's, uh, it's uh, not 50 below. Get the shorts. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not kidding. When it gets to be spring in Canada, yeah. spring for people in Canada could be 60, 50 degrees. They'll put on a t shirt and shorts, and it's like, they love it. I sold more tickets in negative 40 weather than I've sold in, in years. When it came wow. Like, in, in Los Angeles, as you know, if it sprinkles, no one goes outside. Yeah. People buy tickets, they don't, they don't show up. Yeah. Negative 40 degrees, everyone's just like, yeah. Yeah, I was just in Austin, Texas mm-hmm. this weekend doing Joe Rogan's Club, the comedy mothership, and they had a record break. They, they declared a, a, a weather emergency Mm-hmm. Because it got down to freezing. With, so with 30, 32. Right. They they declared a weather emergency. And I'm thinking in Canada, I've been walking around in minus 70. <laughs> Canadians drive around. They, they wear shorts. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So God bless those hardy Canadians. I wish I was one. Are you? Have you turned your back on Canada? No, I'm a Canadian. I was just testing them to see if they'd abandon the, their old friend. Are you, are you not an American now? I'm both. Can you do that? I'm dual. I speak Canadian and American. Watch this. You want me to, I'll talk to you in Canadian? Yeah. Uh, how's it going? How's the weather? Oh, it's pretty nice outside. How do you feel about that? I think it's a lovely evening. And then I'll answer in American. Yeah, it is pretty nice out. Um, yeah, a little, little foggy, but it's okay. Yeah. I'm bilingual. 
That was Morse code for. I makes I'm I'm just very I've never been so aware of the weird noises that my yeah normally I just live my life and people just go along with it but you give me a look of like it makes yeah. me reflect I appreciate that well it's you're almost you're like right at the edge of being a mole person <laughs> you know those people that live underground and eat roots and yeah. worms yeah like the noises you're making are right at the cusp of mole person yeah underground mole person can I be honest I'm trying to get cast on one of your cartoons. Really? I'm trying to show you the voices I can do. Let's hear one. Why well, just mole person? Mole per yeah, kind of no like noises. Yeah. Yeah. How would mole person talk though? We got you got the noise, but what would the voice sound like? That's if we're gonna audition you. Let's okay. You, uh, is this a real audition? This like, is real. Like, uh, like I'll do it if this is real. Yeah. Uh, Taylor Williamson reading uh, for part of mole person and action. Uh, hey guys, I'm a mole person. I live on the ground and I'm a mole, but I'm a person. Can you give it a little more bravado, a little more internalized? And this is Taylor Williamson, mole person, and take two. Hello, I'm a mole person. I don't know what bravado really means. So he is what I have. Okay, great. We're going to uh, be in touch. And um, there's the door. Fuck off. Whoa, I didn't mean that last part. Was that Canadian or yeah, American? Yeah, it was a Canadian fuck off. But I'll give you the American one, too, just so we're clear. Fuck off. Oh, wow. Well, you need both so, you're, so you understand. It's hard to tell. I was on the spot there because it's bravado and internalized. And I'm like... <sighs> I was just like, how those two things are just, I don't know how to apply those yeah, two. That's why voice work is tricky. You know, people, oh, do you do voices like for real? I audition for them and then I don't get. It's a, it's a, it is such a cliquey world. I've always described it as cliquey. It's so cliquey because I, I got into it just because I have kind of a peculiar voice. Like people say I have a drawl and I talk a little. So I sort of stumbled into the voice world, yeah. and I've had the opportunity to do a lot of stuff, but I've noticed every show I've ever done, it's 80% of the same group of about 20, 30 people, oh, men and women. Clicky. What'd you say? You said clicky. But what'd you say? I said clicky back to you because I thought it was a funny word. Oh, what? how do you say it? I said clicky. What'd you say? They all heard clicky. Cliquey, isn't that it? it? Maybe in Canadian. Oh, that's... Sorry. But it might... I, it is. It's, in Canada, it's cliquey. Here, it's clicky. <laughs> God. But yeah, it's the same people. And, they do this, and these people do the same voice. Like one guy does like three voices. Right? Oh, yeah. But it's all like, like the guy who does SpongeBob. Yeah. Like every, almost every cartoon I've ever done, he's done one of the voices. The guy that does, uh, you know... What's that one? Um, Adventure Time. Yeah, it's like you see the same girls and guys. That like it's a real tight, hard group to break into. Yeah, I think a lot of people think it's it's probably easier to break into getting acting and like TV and movie roles than it is to get into the voice world. It's it's wow. it's tough. Yeah, I, I remember I, I had some good stuff going on a few years ago, and then uh, I told my. I, I told my uh, my agent, I was like, yeah, I don't want to be doing um, all these auditions all the time. Can you, like, I asked, like, can I get offers? And then she was, like, very, like, offended kind of. And she's, like, telling me the famous people she works with who are all day sending in auditions for 
Oh. Uh, so it's like, Taylor, you're not some hot shit for, because you're doing whatever. Like, we have select, right. like, huge comedians and actors who are sending the demo. Yeah. And I think it's criminal. Yeah. I've been to auditions where I'll be sitting there and I'm like, oh, this is an interest. This would be fun to get. And I'll be sitting there and all of a sudden, someone uber famous will walk in and I just go, I'm offended. I go, what are the rest of us doing here? You know what that guy is capable of. Yeah. Just give it to him. Like I was <laughs> at a thing once and Kramer walked in from Seinfeld. It's like some comedy part in a sitcom. We're sitting there. Everyone's like, oh, I wonder if I'll get it. Kramer walks in, signs in like he's just an out-of-work actor. And I'm like, yeah. I even went up to the, the lady at the thing. I, I said, when I finished, I was so mad. I, I couldn't keep my mind. I walked right up to her. I said, just give it to him. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not even sure. I said, that, that's the guy. That's Kramer. Yeah. Do you not know what kind of comedy that guy has in his toolbox? He's a master. Yeah. And you're going to humiliate him? Then make him do this dance yeah. and then probably not even give it to him. Yeah. I went in for a sketch show once. You're getting me all fired up, I man. I love it. I love it. You remember Kids in the Hall? Of course. This, the sketch show? Yeah. They sort of transformed sketch comedy, right? They It was Second City, Saturday Night Live, and then Kids in the Hall came along. And they were innovative and cutting edge. And everyone sort of said they, they sort of transformed the sketch comedy scene. And I went into audition for a sketch comedy show. And, you know, it's like, you know, go in. There's like 20 guys, girls. We're all sitting around waiting for a chance to go audition. And in walks Kevin McDonald, mm -hmm. one of the main cast members from Kids in the Hall. And I knew him because being from Kenna, I actually used to do warm-up for Kids in the Hall back in the day. How cool. Yeah, I was even an extra in one of the scenes. This was before I was known at all. And I just went, this is one of, this is like if John Cleese walked in and you wanted to, to audition for a sketch show. One of the founding members of Monty Python or Martin Short from Second City. Or, you don't make these guys audition, but that's, that's the cruel, humbling side of Hollywood that, you know, you think you're getting somewhere. You think you're going upstairs and they always just... Make you crawl and beg, you know? Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. How many years have you done stand-up? I've done stand-up. Oh, man, I think I've been doing it coming close to 30 years. Wow. Yeah. You are, you are, I, I, truly, I truly believe this. I think you're the funniest stand-up that's alive on the planet. What? Would you say that there's somebody, there's nobody else that I makes me laugh like you do, and there's no one else that I rush in to watch. Dude, wow, thank you. Holy smokes. That's, that's for 20 years, and I'm just like, I get it. People are funny, and I'm like, okay, whatever. But, like, I, every, every time I want to watch you. But I'm, do, you do, do you disagree? Am I wrong? Well, I, I'd be, I'd be a moron to sit here and say, yes, I'm the funniest. So I have no way to but know. You're calling me, uh, you're calling me a moron by saying I'm incorrect then. Oh, yeah. So as, as a Canadian, I feel like that's. That's impolite. Yeah. I'll just say, I'll leave it at this. Thank you for one of the nicest compliments I've ever heard. But that's not for me to decide. I don't know what I am. I just know I, I put it out and whatever people think, they think. But that, that was unbelievably nice. Thank you. Do you want me to list the people who have died who I think are funnier than you? 
Yeah. Make it that easier. Yeah, please. Um, George uh, Herbert Walker Bush. George. Oh, the senior. Yeah. George the George Bush, the ex president. Yeah, yeah. Respect. Hilarious. Yeah. Thank um, God he's dead, or I would have been knocked out of contention as the, the number one guy. Thank God he's dead. Tupac. Tupac. Fuck. One of the his raps. It was like listening to. I don't know, silly symphonies or just hilarious comedic, the comedic uh, verbiage that he put together. Like funnier than, like Ice-T's hilarious, but not on the same level as Eminem's, like sort of ha-ha hilarious, but Tupac and Snoop Dogg sort of ha-ha, you know, laugh out loud, gut, but, but yeah, Tupac, you could hardly breathe when that guy rapped. I didn't know Snoop Dogg was still alive. This is awkward. You're the second funniest person alive that I... Wait, Tupac's not alive? Snoop Dogg's still alive. I forgot. Oh, yeah. But you're the second funniest Second. Okay, so it's Snoop Dogg, then me. Yeah, yeah. I I won't even argue that. Yeah. Dude, I won't argue that. You know what? That sort of puts it in perspective for me because I agree. Like, when I come home after a long day working at Home Depot in aisle seven, the sprinkler aisle, and then some night at the night shift, I'll do the grass seed aisle. But, well, you can laugh. I, I respect it in the honest day's work. But, I'll, yeah, I'll put in a hard day's work. Yeah. And, you know, you got to come home. You go, How do I unwind? Like, you know, maybe you pet your dog. That's therapeutic. Maybe you'll have a cigar. Maybe you'll make an omelet. But what I do, I'll just put the, the beats on, sit on the couch, Listen to about two, three hours of Snoop Dogg and just fucking howl. Yeah. Like laugh my head off. That laughter just, it breaks up a tough day. Yeah. I'm glad you brought it up because he, is he one of your favorite funniest rappers or? <laughs> He's one of the funniest people. He's the funniest he? man al- or woman alive. Yeah. So funny. It's from Long Beach. It's that Long Beach. It's in the water. Is it? There. Yeah. There's something in the water. Ian Bag. Oh, he's from Canada. But I think he lives. Yeah, Ian Bag. He he lives in Long Beach. I don't know if I'm giving away addresses. No, I'd love to put his address. Am I doxing out? him? No, let's put it out. Let me. <laughs> I think I. Ian Bag, one two seven five five Danforth Street, apartment twelve, uh, Long Beach, California, zip code nine seven zero three two. Hit him up. Uh, do whatever. Is that bad? Should we cut that part out? Where no. we give away his address. It's called sharing. He's famous now. It's good. It's good press. Look, they, they love it's, it. It's like it's like you know they say no press is bad. Press is any press is press pressed orange juice. No press is bad press. Yeah. Will and you give away my address? Sure, I think I have it here. Okay, you're still in Melrose. Yeah. Five seventy two Melrose Boulevard, right across from Pink's Hot Dogs. By La Brea, uh, 10, and Key is under the little rock by oh, the gate. You're not supposed to tell them that part. Well, okay. I got to change my locks. When is this air? Or you could just move the key. Move, I just sell my house now. I would sell the house and maybe get a new house and put a rock at the end and put it under, put a key under it. What if I put it upside down pineapple? Can I tell you what I learned about in... What the hell? Can I tell you what I learned about Talk in, to me. Here we go. Hang in on. Calgary, Alberta, Canada. You know what they taught me? Just hit, just hit a... Whenever you hit a key thing, like upside down pineapple, 
go. The show well, just started now. Well, it's a kind of crescendo. To, yeah, what do you got for me? <laughs> that means, you, what do you think it means if you have an upside down pineapple outside your house? Wow. Or, or at the grocery store, you walk around with an upside down pineapple. This is not hijinks. This is real. Yeah, this is real. An upside down pineapple in Calgary? Yeah. I'm going to say either really bad hemorrhoids <laughs> or you ran over a frozen cat? What is it? It means you're a swinger, buddy. Uh, hey, what now? A swinger. It means you make love to people who are not your wife. Have, did you did you jump in? No, but I, I so there's a lot of swingers up there. And my shows, like I talked to one person on the Thursday show. Then every show, I'm like anyone swingers, every show there's at least seven people who are like, and they're not even smiling. They're just like, yeah. That's Wait, were you? Was this show at the Blackfoot Inn? Yeah. You're kidding me. The laugh shop. Yeah, I did a show there. Like, oh god, years ago, me and Tom Green did a show up there together. Yeah, you do. I saw the sign. No yeah. joke. They had the signs. I know. We yeah. did it. And I no word of a lie. I was walking to my room one night in between shows because you do two shows. Yeah. The showroom's right in the hotel. I stayed at the Ritz Carlton, but some I know I understand they have some wow. some comedians stay inside the hotel. It's convenient. I get it. It's convenient. It's, I, it's I not to, a great hotel. I have to take a limo to Toronto every night to get the Ritz Carlton. <sighs> it's a schlep. You're living good. Yeah. But I was walking back to my room. Yeah. <laughs> In the hallway, this gorgeous woman, like beautiful, like like Playboy Bunny-esque. Yeah. And I guess her boyfriend or husband, who was a very handsome man. Yeah. And we sort of, she was like, hi, how you doing? And I stopped. I was like, oh, hey, how you doing? You know, what's going on? I said, oh, I'm doing the show down. And yeah, yeah, we recognize you. And I was like, what are you guys up to? He goes, oh, we're here for the swingers thing. <laughs> and I went, what? They go, yeah, upstairs, they have like a ballroom thing and. It's a swingers convention. So if you like to hang out later, what time you done your show? And I was like, now she was stunning. Yeah. If I could have got rid of Lord Galahad, I, I would have like, but I, ain't, I, I couldn't do it in front of another dude. Could you? Have you? You have. No, I've had opportunities. I see it in your eyes. I've had opportunities, but it's like, I've had like the dudes who offer that. I mean, I've had girls offered to. I've turned down threesomes with men and women in different situations. Really? Not like not like all day, but in tw- in my lifetime. In your life? Yeah, like there was like this is one comedy club. Like the guys are like just guys. Gay, I mean, gay guys are guys, and they just like they don't care, you know. Oh, two guys wanted to have a so threesome I've had with two you. Guys, I, I did a what? show in like Palm Springs, and uh, and I had I used to have jokes that people think I'm gay. So I, it was in my act. Right. Just, and I referenced how I'm not gay in my act. But then afterwards, these guys are hitting on me. You know, in my axe sounds a lot like in my ass. <laughs> and that could have been. <laughs> Maybe that's what happened. Yeah, you might want to. But guys are such pigs. Like every every guy, all of us, you know. So like, oh, he, he says he's not gay. That's code for he's gay. Oh. You know? or he, that's, oh that's, he says he doesn't want to have sex with me. That means he probably wants to have sex with me. Like guys can always spin it, you know. Whoa, and did they Man. spin you? <laughs> so the guys, they said, uh, they're hitting on me. Like we just And the, we just got married. And I was like. Uh, oh, I said, like, no, I'm not interested. Oh, like, are you guys married? They're all, anyways. Oh, no, we're, yeah, it's cool. Wait, two married gay There's guys? There's married gay guys who are trying to take me to the room. And then I was like, didn't you see why I talk about how I'm uh, not gay on stage? I'm being silly. I'm not like, yeah. I'm not gay. Didn't you pay yeah. attention? You know? Yeah. And then, um, and then they go, come on, you stand on stage like you're a Tinkerbell. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then they invited me. Then one time I was at a comedy club in Texas that will not be named. This is servers. And they were telling me 
they they both had a list of uh, all the comedians that they've slept with, and they showed me the list. Gay guys? No, woman. These are ladies. Oh wow! They bet they both had a list of comedians they've slept with separately and together. And then they offered me to join the list, and I was just like. No, this is terrifying. I don't mean on a list. What's I on the list? <laughs> I don't believe so. I, I wouldn't be telling the story if I ever called that. But you could have been. Were you on the list? I'm asking you. No, I don't call. Damn it. But it was, it was, we, it's weird. It was weird. Yeah. To say, like, get away from me both. Like, I just. Well, I see you kind of turning down the guys if you're not a fly boy. <laughs> But yeah. why'd you turn down the girls? I wasn't attracted to them. And then also, uh, I don't want to. You ever heard of a light switch? Because <laughs> all the ugly flies out the door as soon as that light goes off. Oh, I thought you were saying you turn up the lights so high that your eyes get hurt. Burn your rods and cones. <laughs> sure. You could do that, literally blind yourself, or just turn the lights off. <laughs> Life might be a little bit easier, yeah. though. More threesome opportunities. Just go out in the lawn, stare into the sun. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Where are you? <laughs> wow. Well, at Palm Springs, you got to be careful because you could be pumping gas and you'll get invited <laughs> into a gay threesome. I mean, that's yeah. like that's like gay central now, isn't it? Like yeah. Palm Springs, that's where they do all the pride stuff. So much so that they had the term, this guy, like, he said, like, uh, yeah, because I told the story to someone who worked there, and he's like, yeah, that's... Uh, uh, he's talking about his, a lot of uh, gay people there. And he's like, yeah, the pink dollar goes very far out here. I was like, the pink, pink dollar? But that's like a classy term they use to describe like gay people economy. It's also a pancake dish at IHOP. <laughs> and I'm never ordering it again. I wondered why the syrup was white for that one. Oh, is that? Oh, no. Yeah. You should oh. call them up and complain and get like a, a free one. Well, I don't want a free <laughs> one. I just told you. I don't want the pink dot. Huh. Is that what it was called? Pink, uh, pink dollar. <laughs> pink dollar. Pink silver dollar pancake. I met, uh, I have a lawyer friend. And uh, you ever have like a lawyer friend? It's the best thing to have. Is he a swinger? He, uh, he might be. Okay. But like he's he, like it's like I so I had a friend who like he he went to some uh, fast food restaurant I forgot what it was yeah and he bit into his burger and there's a bone in it and his his crown got loose so I was like what? let me call my lawyer friend to see I'm curious how this stuff works you know yeah because um uh and uh because he says he's he's like I contacted them and they sent him some coupons <laughs> and like that's it yeah and I was like I have a lawyer friend like I'm not looking to like. Hey, take them down, but I'm cu- I'm curious, you know. Yeah. And the lawyer guy says that uh, they had because th- there would be no case. Why? Because um, bone is a possible thing to be in meat. Like if they had their best intentions, something like that. Was it a chicken patty or a beef patty? It was a beef patty. So bone's part of the equation. Yeah, something like that. So like it's like if, it, if there's glass, that's bad news. <sighs> But if it's a, yeah, so yeah. I got, I went one night after doing a gig down here in Hollywood, I went to Taco Bell and I got the, the, you know, the burrito and it's all that soft, mushy, like hamburger meat that we love. Mm -hmm. And I bit into it and there was a bone, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like, like a, like a tibia or a femur, like a long, thin bone. It was like some kind of joint bone where it, it had the thing and then there was something going to like, Almost like the back of your pelvis or something. Like it branched off. It was almost looked like a bird skull. I was just like, oh. And I just, I didn't eat Taco Bell for like probably three or four days. No, a few <laughs> years. A few years. 
Can I, can I say one time I went to KFC? Oh, here we go. I don't want to. No, wanna, bring are you, it. Are you going to lose a sponsor? Nope, nope. Okay. They're on board. They're on board. But I, I bit into a, a chicken leg and there was a bone in it. Come on. Yeah. Oh, God. It was like it was like long and it was All like, the way through the leg? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. You poor thing. Did you break any teeth? I, um, these are these. I don't want to make it sad. I know this is like a silly show, but these are yeah. all veneers. But I yeah. got them to be slightly crooked, so they seem natural. Yeah. You know, they offer you that. Yeah, oh, yeah, you can get anything nowadays. I, similar story. I don't want to steal your thunder. No, please. I went to KFC once, bit into, like, a big, fat chicken breast, and there was fucking skin all over it, like crispy brown, golden. I think to I'm not a cook, but I could swear I detected, like, at least 11 herbs and spices in that skin. It was broke my chip three of my teeth. I'm so These sorry. These are veneers. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry for you too. You know what I like when I have a guest when we have things in common? Because yeah. then it's not just a podcast. It's like a bonding. Yeah. And what's interesting is veneers bond. Yeah. And we're bonding. Whoa. No, it's just, uh, this is like a simpatico, combiescence. Uh, if we had Pierce Bras in here. Pier- you pierced your what? <laughs> If Pierce Brosnan was here, talking about his veneers. Oh, my God. What if Ben Vereen was here talking (laughs) about his veneers? Vereen's veneers. Sounds like a window shop down on Melrose. Melrose 21409 (laughs) Melrose Boulevard. Ben Vereen's veneers. You know, gang, we have Taylor Williamson here, and what a delight. Can I tell you what a delight? Before we get into anything else, yeah. this cat does comedy. You you originally know him from, uh, I think the world got introduced to you on America's Got Talent, and you married uh, Heidi Klum for a few years, and then that fell off. But now you have a new stand-up comedy special. I want to get it out. Because what happens with my podcast, most people dump out. They bail out after about four or five minutes. So let's get this promo out because we got a ways to go. I should have left. I'm sorry. I did it wrong. No, no. It's okay. I do right. do a nice long one. But most people leave wisely. Uh, but tell us about your comedy special. Then we'll circle back around to getting slammed in Palm Springs. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I was runner-up on America's Got Talent. Yeah. And one time I was at a burger shop, and then you told me you watched it, and it was so special to me. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you recall that, but that was a big deal to me. Before, I didn't really know each other. And yeah, then, that's right. I was just like, Harlan Williams just told me at a burger shop. I remember, that, yeah. It was really cool. And then... Um, you did really well on that show. It, it meant the world to me. And uh, and uh, and uh, so I got runner-up, and then uh, and then I... Uh, and then I... Uh, and now, <laughs> I have a stand-up comedy special. Yeah. My favorite jokes. It's called Taylor Williamson Live at the Comedy Store. Yeah. It's on YouTube.com. Okay. And uh, Is it free where they go free. on for free? Okay. You can watch it for free. It's my yeah. favorite jokes. And uh, if you watch till the end, there's a clip of me doing my first time on stage when I was 17. So it's cu- a little cuteness oh, wow, at cute. the end. Yeah, cute teaser. Yeah. So, but you, got, you, can't skip to the, you can't skip to the end, but it's rude if you do. Yeah, don't do that. But I, I would love it if uh, 
people people watch, watch it, it and, and then subscribe to subscribe. your your channel too, right? Yeah, tell a friend, you know, uh, share yeah. with your friend. It makes a difference. It's really nice. People What's do the that. name of it? Taylor Williamson live at the Comedy Store. Live at the Comedy Store. And I'm on and social media at Taylor Comedy. If you at just Taylor Comedy, there's links to all the things. You know, that's. Uh, Dude, how long is the special? An hour? I did 30-ish minutes. Okay. I was just like, you know, I yeah. thought about doing an hour. Uh, Self-finance special, you know, and I'm just like. Oh, yeah. It's like confusing because like, should I do an hour, a half hour? I, I feel like I'm reintroducing, in sincerity, I make, I've been doing this for 20 years. I'm re yeah. I feel like I'm reintroducing myself to people like this is who I am. Okay. I have, I've had this America's Got Talent fan base for a long time. I'm grateful for that. Yeah. I want to reach Harlan Williams fans, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All these uh, special artists. I want to get a whole different fan Yeah. Base. So I'm like, let me just say, hey, here's 30 minutes. Yeah. See if you like me and then come see me on the road uh, if you do. That's I'm, smart. I'm on tour and stuff. I don't know if I did it right or wrong. But I think no, you no. did it right because I think because of TikTok and Instagram, people have a much shorter attention span. I think people are less willing to dedicate more time to things now. Yeah. I think a half hour is a good sweet spot. Yeah, and I think when I hopefully get a big fan base again, yeah. then that's when I give out hours maybe, you know, and I, 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 or sell hours ideally, you know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know, but maybe, maybe the game now is a half hour uh, yeah. stand-up and then every year and a half, a half hour crowd work special. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, yeah, just yeah. like give people what they want and yeah. like don't go crazy. I don't think a new hour every year is necessary. It's no. it's really, but I I have this thing that I know I would imagine you have. I'm just assuming what, but like, like, uh, it's just artistic integrity. You know, like a lot of yeah. people are putting out specials every yeah 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 more than once a year, and it's madness. Because but a lot of standups, and they're not wrong on, for this this time period we're in, where it's content. Yeah yeah the, yeah. The people I talk to who are really killing it. They're like, don't overthink. We post content. Doesn't matter how good it is, just content, content, content. Oh wow! And I'm like, it should matter how good it I is. I think so, and especially yeah. a stand special. So, like, not to be all dramatic, but this is my favorite jokes, and like, I, yeah. I'm really proud of it. And good. I, but I want to only put out stuff like that for stand up. Yeah, least, I you agree, know? man. A you, clip you, is a clip, and I still care too much about those, you know. But and here's the other thing: as we dip deeper into this technological AI world. I think everything we put out is going to have a second, third, fourth, fifth life. Like, I think long after you're gone, any com com comic or entertainer, musician, actor who has any bit of notoriety and has any type of fan base, I think they're going to be reinventing all of us as digital images and digital characters. And, like, I, I think we're just at the beginning. So... I think we have a, a an existence. Our cre creativity will live on in perpetuity as we go forward. Wow! Yeah, I think so. I mean, I mean, you. Ju I don't know if you just saw Dudesy just put out a George Carlin special. Yeah, it's, you know, it made me sad. It did. It actually made me sad. I, I love Will. I, I'm not judging yeah. him for it. It's his yeah. thing, you know? You just didn't think, you didn't agree with what I, it was? I clicked on it, and it made me very uncomfortable and sad. Really? Yeah. Well, I'll say this. I watched some of it, and it's still as advanced as it is. Like, holy shit. It's still not as refined as it's going to be. Right. This is brand so new. So there's going to be a day, and I don't think it's going to be that much farther than where we are now, where a George Carlin special that's sort of not perfect, has a lot of imperfections, will one day be probably indiscernible from the real thing. And maybe then it'll be something you'll like more. But my point is that someday it's going to be you and me. Yeah. And so, 
you either got to embrace it and, and hope for it to get better, or then as we just talked about, you know, bad stuff will get out and they'll put something out that's sort of half-assed of you and me. Well, what's funny is like my ego is like, I, I hope they never do that for me. But then if I'm like, if I'm in heaven or how, wherever mm. I am overseas, I'm like, they didn't put me in. I'm not being ripped off. No one's, yeah. no, there's no podcast that's using my dead, dead comedy crew. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm well, <laughs> I'm not suggesting that we get ripped off. Right. I, I think we will arrive in a place just the same way. Now you get royalties. If they play your bits on, on satellite radio or terrestrial radio. Yeah. We get royalties just like musicians do if their songs played. I think when all this stuff sort of starts to form and come together, anything they play in perpetuity, that money's probably going to go somewhere. We're probably going to have to will it. We're going to have to add an amendment to our wills that, hey, anything made in the next 7,000 years, yeah, give it to the World Wildlife Federation. Give it to children with no legs give it to you know whoever like or yeah. give it to my family members give it to my kids and then they get to pass it on or give it to comedy school you know what i mean so i think we're you know look at elvis elvis has been gone what 40 years and he makes millions and millions of dollars every year and this is pre-ai right just off his image his songs his music his likeness i mean that he makes more money than most musicians in a year and he's been gone 40 years so i think that's going to happen to us because it's so much easier now that you can you can make a, a taylor williamson special with the press of a button and it'll make one in in probably 45 seconds yeah have you gone into the the ai and said tell me a harlan williams joke in this uh, yeah baseball? i did it at howie's studio <laughs> yeah. howie has the the little i talked about it on this podcast and and it did it and it did a, it did a reasonable job yeah i thought it was gonna be a two yeah it told like four four jokes with a topic i gave it yeah. and sort of in my voice yeah it was i thought it would be a two out of ten and it was about a six and a half seven out of ten and this is where it's in its infancy. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited by it. A lot of people are scared by it, but I'm excited by it. Because let's face it, when you get into show business, one of the things you want, I think one of the secret things we all desire is that instead of just dying and leaving this earth and being a gravestone in a graveyard that nobody goes to or remembers, somewhere, somehow, we'll be seen down the road by decades and decades of people and maybe even make them laugh, maybe even inspire them, you know? I love that. Can I, I can ruin it for you if you want. I was hoping you would. <laughs> when I put out my first album, I said to my roommate, uh, Sean Perlman, he's a comedian, writer, guy, and, uh, and uh, he writes on a bunch of shows now, but uh, he says, uh, I said to him, like, do I put out my first album? It was like 10 years in. I was like, do I do my, my best stuff or my B-sides I'm retiring? You know, like, the, the, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, do I retire stuff I don't do anymore? Or do I do my best stuff in case I die tomorrow? This is what Liz lives for the rest of the time. You know? Yeah. So I chose my best stuff, you know, just in case I die tomorrow. It's my legacy. Good. Yeah. But I'm like, this will live forever. Then he, then he's very uh, uh, next level. And he says, well, uh, maybe nihilist is the word. Maybe an antique. He's an antique. That's not the right antiquated. Well. But he, he goes... Um, yeah, you'll it'll live forever until the earth goes into the sun and then nothing exists. Right. 
So I have that struggle with like, yeah, I want to have a legacy. What's my legacy then? Oh, but also the the world's going to end. But they made me want Mars. Well, that's what you have to, you have to keep imagining that, that human beings and technology in our existence keeps traveling and merging into the future. Like uh, not only Mars, but maybe, maybe other planets. Yeah. Or maybe even a manufactured planet. Look at the Death Star in Star Wars. Yeah, no joke, That wasn't right? a real planet, but yeah. it looked like one, and it was, a, it was a floating community, and it would probably be safer than a planet because you can control it. You can control the air conditioning and the heating, right? Mm-hmm. So who's to say, if me and you bounce back here in 4,000 years, that there aren't 7,000 floating planets that were made in Pittsburgh? Right. Or made by Tesla in one of their giant warehouses. Like they just fabricate the pieces, put it together like an Ikea. Yeah. Turn on the AC and the lights. And whenever they need solar power, they just float closer to the sun, charge the solar panels that are covering the whole enormous thing. And we're in floating cities. We've thought about this. No, I just that just came to me now. But oh, what okay. I'm saying is... No, but that's, I, why not? Why not? Yeah. And, and it's, you know, it's, it's perfectly reasonable to think so. I mean, if they have a space station that's been floating up there for, what, the last 30 years? So what's to say they can't make one that's quadrillionth the size? And, you know, the non-gravity does all the work. You yeah. don't have to, once it's up there, you don't have to keep the, you could probably have little... Little rocket boosters that keep it in its orbit. Yeah. And you could fly as close to the sun or as far away as you wanted from the sun to recharge. every Maybe every year it just goes, okay, we're going to close, charge, 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 and then, you know. Wow. And there could be, instead of countries, we have floating planets, you know. I mean, it's it's there's so much ahead. So whatever your friend said, I respect it, <laughs> but it's limiting. Right. You, there, there's no, there's no barrier to where we can go and what we might become. Things we haven't even imagined yet. Yeah. Like that thought I just gave to you, I hadn't imagined it till right now. But someone listening might be going, "Oh, screw the little balls floating around. We're gonna be like, there's gonna be a giant blob covered with electric icicles and what you know, the, like the stuff that's coming." Yeah. I mean, I always say this, I was like, you know, 250 years ago, they were crossing this country in wagons, and now we're in Teslas. 250 years isn't a long time, but if you brought a pioneer back, you know, from one of the wagon trains and dropped him in Central Park or in uh, Times Square today, they'd probably think they were on a, a galaxy a million miles away. Yeah. Electricity, neon cars, yeah. phones, what are these? yeah. So anyways. No, I love it. Yeah, I, th- I think, I think you know, people can get really down and scared by all the stuff coming, but I think it can also just as easily take us to places that we haven't imagined. And you're always going to have a bad existence and a good existence, no matter what it is, you know? Like, there'll be bad things. You're like, fuck, I hate, you know, like today, it's like, ah, oh, there's too much social media and it's too much input and... But somehow it's part of the big picture, I think. You know, like some force somewhere gave us the ability to do all this. And most of us don't understand it at all. I think most, let's say this is all people. I think this many people like this. Do you, do you, do you understand 
one thing about this. No. You know you can talk about Like, I can call the other side of the planet right now. Yeah. On this little box in my hand. It's not connected to anything. Yeah. Somehow I could call someone in Australia right now. I could I could FaceTime with them. They're walking around somewhere. What? This isn't connected to any. Look at this. How the fuck? I know what an iPhone is. Yeah, yeah. I right? understand. Yeah. None of us know what it is. So it's just going to get nuttier and nuttier. I, can I tell you, I love your positive attitude about all this. I need, it's good energy. Yeah. I think you need it. Yeah. Because everyone I talked to is like freaked out. What is they're this? freaked out. But yeah. you can't stop. We're, we're on a, we're a snowball rolling down the hill of life. Yeah. And we're not going to go rolling back up. So you might as well get on it and, and embrace it, you know, and just go for the ride. And it's going to, there's stuff that's going to be amazing. And there's stuff that's going to be shit like always. But that's humanity. Yeah. The question is, do we survive at all? And we have to get out of here because the sun's constantly expanding. The earth's going to burn up in like a few hundred billion years or whatever. We're, this this planet's doomed regardless of what we do. Right. You can't stop the sun. It's a few hundred years if you thought. No, a billion. A billion. Oh. It's like, yeah. But it's it's rapidly, it's always getting bigger and moving closer. So one day, earth will just be incinerated. And people who believe in global warming, well, whatever you think the cause is, guess what? That big ball in the sky is getting closer and expanding, so that could be part of it. But anyhow, and it's like, don't be afraid of the unknown because it might bring a trillion great things too. I mean, AI could be amazing. It could cure cancer. Yeah. AI could get you your first threesome. <laughs> Yeah, I've turned down those things. <sighs> but can I tell you, in, so in Calgary... Here we go. There was, Swinger time. So a couple... And I, I had a conversation with this couple. I was like, could we... Could you, Would you... This, this couple on the side stage, I go... Uh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm going to make it very clear. I'm like, don't be silly. You, they told me the swingers. I was like, don't do, don't do a bit with me. Just be sincere. And yeah. We'll have a fun talk, but be sincere. And... Um, and then they go, oh, we have our friend from our swinger... One of our girls we swing with is on the other side. And then someone behind them that they swing with. I'm not joking. They just, they were in a it's group. a lot of swingers. Swingers that know each, they all know each other. Then I go, would you swing with me, miss? And she goes, yeah. And then I go, are you being sincere? He's like, yeah. And then I'm like, what about, I don't want him here respectfully. Like, I prefer he's not there. Is that okay? He's like, yeah, I got work to do. And I'm like, so we really could swing tonight if you want to. She's like, yeah. And I was like, this is weird. I can't. Really? But she, I wasn't attracted to her, though. She ugly? I like the lights on. Mm. See, that's the thing. I don't need. Maybe do it at the Motel 6. <laughs> They always leave the light on. Do they have those in Canada, though? Yeah. 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 By the way, you, look, you don't want to have an orgy at 40 below zero. <laughs> maybe that's the time, though. Is it maybe for med for the safety, for to keep it warm. I don't know. You're just going to get stuck together. <laughs> I mean, wow. Did you, were you, did you work in, a, like, a, I mean, I'm not trying to, did you have a job in Canada where you were, like, in a, like public service of some sorts. Did you work? <laughs> I'm not going to say were you a Mountie. That sounds derogatory. Well, Mountie, Swinger, same thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah I'd, I'd worked uh, as a forest ranger for a while. Right? Yeah. But doesn't that sound like a racist thing to say to a Canadian? Like, hey, what? were you a forest ranger or no. something? I don't subscribe to the word racist. 
People, people get labeled racist for anything and everything they say to the point where that word has no meaning anymore. What if you hate short people? You're not racist? No, because they're not a race. They're just uh, people that if, are short. What if you hate triathlons? Well, that's a, that is a race. Fuck, you got me. Thank you. Damn it. I am a racist. You hate race? You hate, I hate triathlons. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. I didn't know it. I illuminated you about outer space, and you 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 let me know I'm a racist. That'll explain. Yeah, I, I was. I think I, that's this is why people leave because they find out about this. I should leave. No, I was at one of those um, 400 meter like the baton passing thing. You know yeah. where they put past the baton. What's that called? The you know the 400 meter at the Olympics last yeah, yeah. last time and. You were there. Yeah, and I was just, like, yelling, <laughs> flipping them off, and fucking assholes, go home, run back to where you came from. Yeah. And I went, fuck, now I realize I'm yeah. a racist. Yeah. It's, <sighs> and some of them have to, like, they can't run back because it's a different continent, so it's, like, extra offensive. Wow. You're telling them to run through water. And some of them might be allergic to water, so that's offensive also. Yeah. You're a piece of shit. Yeah. Racist piece of shit. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Man. Is it freeing, though, to just acknowledge it? It sort of is nice that you helped me find that. <laughs> yeah. Really nice. I, I still care for you, though. You do? Yeah. Going... Thank I, I was going to invite you to Boston to run, to run with me in a marathon, though. So I'm not... I feel like it's not going to happen. Yeah, I might need to... Take some classes or something, yeah. like at DeVry to get through my racism. But yeah. <laughs> give, give me a year. Okay. Give me a year, and uh, let's look at it in a year. Okay. See if I can get through this. No, no commitments. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, dipping back to this technology thing just for a sack. Yeah. Because I like that. It, do you think we're living in a simulation? Do you buy into this whole we're living... In a simulation? No, but I do have weird things happen, and then I have to go, this is too weird, so I just, I just dis disassociate from it, because I'm like, this is Like weird. what? I mean, I mean, I get sleep paralysis. That's another conversation with a demon. You see a demon, and while you're awake, you wake up, and there's a demon that's, like, holding you down, and you can't move. That's another conversation. <laughs> but, like, I'm talking about, like, you think of a song, and then it plays on the radio. Hold on. I don't, <laughs> I don't think we just want to glaze past a demon's holding you down while you sleep. Yeah. Let's let's uncover that one a bit. Yeah. That was a side subject. Yeah, though. that's not a side <laughs> subject. That's Rosemary's baby. How about that? What the hell are you talking about? You're held down by... So you have not been that. to the Motel 6. Yeah. Wow. What's this? You know sleep paralysis, yeah? No. I mean, um, isn't that when you're asleep? Aren't you paralyzed anyways? I think so. It's something to do with all this. You're sleeping. Okay. There's something that when you're sleeping that keeps you from moving or sleep, keeps you from sleepwalking. Okay. And then there's something that doesn't happen. So then basically from my understanding of sleep paralysis, I'm wrong. Most of the things I say are slightly incorrect, ranging from slightly incorrect to very incorrect. So I just okay. say I'm not a doctor. Or maybe, maybe not ever talk at all. Wow. Well, just trying to help you, guy. No, you're right. That's why I learned Morse code, honestly. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> you should go join the, the bush people and uh, the bushmen in Africa. 
I thought you meant the Bush people in Texas. They talk with clicks. Have you ever seen them? I have seen that, yeah. You'd be great because you're, you're always wrong when you speak in any known language. <laughs> and you already do like the nasal cavity noise. So you might as well be wrong in a in a different country. Join a tribe. Just be like. That's a good documentary. Just go do that and see where it takes you. Yeah. Would you fi- would you finance that for me? Um, I'll buy you a coach ticket to Africa. Would you? That's about as much as you're gonna get out of me. Yeah. Okay. I think that makes it more interesting. Yeah, it's gotta be hard checking in for that flight. <laughs> where are you going, sir? Will that be coach or first class? <laughs> <laughs> So I, but you, you sleep, you're asleep. Yeah, and a and then, demon uh, comes? So then you wake up, but you can't move. Because there's a demon holding you. So sometimes there's a demon. So I have a sleep process that I've had. Uh, if you Google sleep, have your producer sh- uh, pull up sleep paralysis demon. My produ- hang on. How? Yeah, look that up for me. Yeah. It's just one of my producers. Yeah. That's seven. Wow. Look at you. Eight. We have nine. We have nine producers and... 63 cameras. So anyways, the demons come. And then uh, just usually just one. But if you Google sleep paralysis demon, it's the same one that I see that other people. It's the same one that I see when I Google it. You've seen it? I've seen the demon, but then you Google sleep paralysis demon. Old hag syndrome, it's a whole thing. What's the demon look like? It's, uh, I'm gonna pl- I'll show you. Yeah. I'm, I'm Is it scary? It. It's a scary lady. Ooh. And. Uh, yeah, let's see the sleep demon. But like I asked. I've asked doctors about it and stuff, and it's just very normal. It's like, but like, I can't handle that. It's like no big deal. But it's uh, normal to have a sleep demon. Yeah. And it, so normal that this is the first I've heard of it in my whole life. I'm surprised. It's old hag syndrome is just a colloquial name for sleep paralysis, a common sleep disruption. Um, but an old lady appears at your at the. It appears when you your mind wakes up while your body is still in temporary paralysis of REM sleep. And, so uh, why don't you just listen to a different band? <laughs> um, but uh, what's she look like? She's not attractive. Like I wouldn't have a threesome with her. She's not attractive. You wouldn't? No, not even with the lights off. But this is like a yeah. Blurry. You're already in the dark. What the? It's a blurry version of her. I guess she's blurry. You've got sleep eyes. <laughs> Holy God! Yeah. Jesus, let's look at this, folks. Yeah. It's not great. It's not a great. Every couple of years I get that whole thing. God, it looks sort of like Phyllis Diller. <laughs> oh. It's not my favorite. It's absolutely terrifying, honestly. So you've woken up and she's been straddling you like that? It's like, it's diff- like here's another picture like that. What the hell? Oh, my God. God. You're gonna have people who comment and they have like they're like, I I've had this happen to me. Goodness. She's got like a horse skull. That's a horse's skull. Yeah. But like you've never woken up and you can't move, and then you have like a demon on top of you. <laughs> well <laughs> there was that one girl I picked up a Chuck E. Cheese one night. Yeah. No. That's yeah. scary, dude. It's it's the scariest thing on the planet. Last time I had it was during COVID. And like, uh, but, but it's like, it's like augmented reality. Like I, I'm not like someone who believes in like 
lot of things. So you think maybe she's a glitch from a digital existence? No. Okay, you just think she's like a dream state type of thing? Well, like the rational, I have to be rational that that it is. So I'm answering your your question unless you think I'm in a thing. That kind of stuff happens. And I'm just like, this is the scariest thing that's ever happened to me ever. Like when it happens, you know? Also, like I don't sleep with my appendages over the legs. I've been woken up by something grabbing me. Do you have that? Wow, dude. Where's your apartment, Chernobyl? I have a, 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 a condominium, condomin, a townhouse. Thank you. <sighs> yeah. Dude, that's frightening. In Chernobyl. How often does this happen a year? My neighbors are Russians and they're. Whole thing. Whoa, bro! True story, but and I happen. I haven't had it happen since uh, pandemic time. But how many times a year would you say the I demon lady? I haven't had it. Haven't had it. Haven't had it happen in about three years, but Whoa. once every two years maybe. And it comes from poor sleep hygiene is one of the things that you know about sleep hygiene. No, it seems like something Harlan Williams would be uh, vouching for sleep hygiene. What's that mean? Don't look at your phone before you go to sleep. No electronics in your around your eyeballs. Proper sleep. Drink lots of water. No, that sleep doesn't, at the right time every night. That doesn't really exist for me. So, like comedian life, where you're like, you stay up till five a.m., take a flight, sleep for four hours on the plane, arrive yeah. in the hotel. I've had it during the daytime. I've had it. Holy, that's terrifying. Yeah, it's not. It's not often. Is it always the same lady, or is it different like versions of her? Is it always the same face and the same? Like, does she know your name or anything? Does she speak? Yeah. What'd she say? Just like Taylor, you know. I've had whispers. Again, it's not, like, I'm making myself sound, Dude, I just, think you might be having an affair. <laughs> I've had it happen like seven times, but I've had like a whisper in my ear of woken up by. What'd she say? Taylor Williams. That's, wow. my, that's my name. It's the scariest thing in the Like I've asked, like, do I have like schizophrenia and stuff? Yeah. And then the doctor's like, no, I sleep paralysis. It's fine. I asked Dr. Drew about it. What do you say? I even asked Dr. Drew about it. He just laughs at me and says no. He's like, it's very normal. He's like, yeah, that's sleep paralysis. I try to explain to him I think I have schizophrenia. Dude, why don't you write a horror movie about this? I think they have one coming out, actually. But not that they not like they own sleep paralysis. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then why don't you write a romance movie about <laughs> it? I mean, you got a chick coming to your bed every night. Like, let's go. Get rid of your dating apps. <laughs> Fuck that. That's the funniest thing ever. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. She, she just took my headset off. Did you see I that? I saw that. It slid all by itself. Or it could be your hat. You have a Waffle House hat. Oh, I meant to say, like, I dressed up for you. I've never dressed up for a podcast. I don't know if you What do you tell. mean? Well, Harlan's high, Harlan High. Oh, damn. You're like sort of trucker mode. I got a Waffle House hat. Yeah. That, like, it looks like it's it's it was cool. I got it. I did a podcast and they gave it to me. I love Waffle House. I got a Josh Wolf's podcast gave me a free hat. I'm, what? I'm excited for my whatever merch I get from your show, but I got a free hat from that one. But I can't wait to see what I get from your show. Yeah, I'll probably give you some sleeping pills so you can <laughs> have a fun night with you know who um, <laughs> thank you so much you're welcome but i'm dressed like a like i'm driving a truck you know what's the t-shirt is there anything on the t-shirt no it's just like just a, black but you, have you been to waffle house yeah do you love it it's all right I, it's like it's like kind of gross and silly I love Waffle House. I don't feel like they have the best hygiene there. They don't have good sleep hygiene or wake hygiene. Yeah, that's true. It's a bit sloppy. Yeah. But I, I like it because I always romanticized being a truck driver. Yeah. I don't know why. I just like the, I think it's the comic in me, the open road, no boss, just like the lounge lizards, broad, broad horizons, you know, lot lizards. Lot lizards, and then you just, you know, you pull into this greasy spoon, and it's, all they have is waffles, and there's a griddle, and it's small, and 
There's something about it I like. Yeah. But do you know about the lot lizards? What's that? I learned this from bus drivers. Like the, they have like tour bus drivers. Okay. You know, like at truck stops. They, yeah. The lot r- lizards is the, is the derogatory term for uh, ladies of the night at the truck stops. Lot lizards? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> They're the ones who go, hey, uh, you looking for a good time? The truck driver's like, yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow, lizards. Imagine you're making love to her and she starts molting like her skin comes off. Her tail falls off and it's still wiggling. <laughs> God, lot lizard, huh? I'm teaching you so much. Yeah, you are teaching me a lot tonight. You're teaching me a lot, though. You changed my life, maybe. I did? Yeah. Because I had negative... I had a, a depressing point of view on things, and now I have no. an optimistic point of view on yeah, things. Yeah, always, always be optimistic. I'm going to go have some threesomes. Have some threesomes? Yeah. Maybe have a foursome invite uh, the sleep demon. <laughs> she looks like she's already there anyhow. She's around. <sighs> she's been gone for three years, though. She'll be back tonight. Sorry, I didn't mean it. <laughs> No, no, please, no. Well, it's too late. I don't wish it for anybody. No, I do. That's frightening. Do you think I'm weird now? Now? (laughs) No, that's that's a real thing. People have night terrors. People, I I was on a tour bus once. Yeah, I was with a band, and we had we had like bunks. Everyone had bunks. And we were like all sleeping, the the truck, the bus drivers rolling through the night, and we woke up at like three in the morning to some of the worst screaming I've ever heard. Like it sounded, if you could picture someone being murdered and tortured all at once, it was the most horrified screaming, like high pitched girl scream. But it was a guy, and we all woke up and we were free, and he wouldn't stop. He was just like, and he was he screamed in his sleep. He had night terrors, they call it. And he was screaming like the worst screaming I've ever heard in my life. And it lasted for about a minute. And he finally woke up and he was just like, oh, oh, and we were like terrified. So I get it, man. People have this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have that one. Mm -hmm. I don't have that one. That's embarrassing. You will. (laughs) I have woken up. I've had two of these where I wake up. I go to sleep with my shirt off, you know, and then I uh, should keep anyone away. <laughs> <laughs> and then I wake up with a sweater on. I've had oh, that happen. So you're visited by Richie Cunningham. <laughs> wow. These happy days are yours. Old reference. And then I, and then one time I, um, I couldn't find uh, ice cream and then I found it in a cabinet. So like in my sleep, I must've, uh, Put ice cream in the cabinet. So I think I sleepwalked like twice. Oh, wow. But that's, I don't think that's my thing, though. Yeah, yeah, sleep. Uh, you sp- have like 45 cameras. Can I borrow one for my bedroom? Did you like one? Which one would you like? I like that one. Oh, 42? Yeah, you can have that one. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Um, but for now, we got to do words from a wooden shoe. Do you know what okay. this is? Okay, let's do it. What we do is do it with all our guests. Taylor Williams, we pull out a Dutch clog, and it's an authentic Dutch clog. We reach in there, 
you pull out a word and see if you have a story or a memory or something from your life that relates to the word or is inspired by the word. What do we got? Drunkest ever. Oh, here we go. Here we go, guy. Let it out. I just told you in Morse code. Oh, really? Yeah. Bakersfield? <laughs> wow. Can I tell you a story about you real quick? Sure. I go off on tangents. Yeah, tangent me. Um, when I was 18, I got the host of the improv, and I got to bring you on stage, and I go, what can I say about you? You know, I'm, yeah. ner- I'm terrified. Like, I'm nervous. I want to do a good job. Okay. I'm excited to work with you. And uh, and then you say, uh, he's let's just say, uh, he's, uh, he's Jimmy Waters from Bakersfield. Right? Am I correct? That was the name? Could have been. I use different yeah. ones all the time. So, but I'm like, I don't know if you're fucking with me. Yeah. And I don't know if, like, you're telling me to do that. Then I'm going to get fired for doing that. Like, I don't, then I go like, ah, okay. It's like, yeah. but then also seriously, what did I call you? Jimmy Waters from Bakersfield. Yeah. So I go on stage and I'm like, this is Harlan Williams. I'm like a child comedian. I'm just like trying, my first time hosting at the improv and I'm just like, Give it up for the next comedian and give it up for Jimmy Waters from Bakersfield. I just, I was dying. I was. Really? Dead. It freaked you out? Yeah, you, you intimidated me. Oh, no. Yeah, I get a lot of that from guys. <laughs> like uh, MCs, they're like, really? You want me to, like, they get freaked out. And I'm just doing it to have fun. Right. I just, because I don't like credits. Yeah. I'll tell you why I do that. I go up by d- different names all the time. It's so funny. I go up as, uh, r- my latest one is Wally Wipeout yeah. from, from Fresno or Bakersfield. <laughs> And I do it because when you go up by a name, there's associations to names. There's a, there's attachments to names. Yeah. But when you go up by a fake name, and to me, the forum of stand-up is it should be free, no barriers. Just And so when I go up without any type of attachment at all, I'm just this floating, free, funny spirit. Yeah. I think of comedy as almost a spiritual ride up there. Yeah. So if I don't have an identity, I can't be corralled. Right. And so anything can happen. Anything can flow. I'm almost like that night terror lady <laughs> floating onto the stage and just letting it happen. Yeah. So even though it sounds weird, there's a method to the madness. And I think a lot of, of, of MCs have done, they go, what's Harlan doing? He's so, really? Like it gets them all confused. But I have a real reason why I do it. Yeah. And I love it. You should try it one day. It's just totally like, it's almost like if you saw a dog running around in a yard, but then all of a sudden all the fences fell down and there was no fence. Or, titles and names, for me at least, constrict me a bit. Yeah. So I like going out and just, especially, and not only going up as nothing, but also creating a name, like a funny name. Yeah. Because to me, you go up there, it's about being funny, yeah. right? Yeah. So if I'm being introduced like Wally Wipeout or I've gone up like Luke Skywalker's pencil <laughs> case and C-3PO's daughter, Carly yeah. Simon's grandson, like <laughs> I'm already laughing. Like my comedy spirit is already percolating because I'm laughing. And then it's sort of fun to hear a stranger have to say it. And then it's also fun on a third level to have to see the audience receive it and not know what it is. And so I'm already on my journey to the stage. I'm already in comedy world in my head. I like you to spicy. Yeah, it just it creates the aura of funny versus here comes Harlan Williams. And it's like, okay, everyone knows Harlan. I know Harlan. I, 
But when I'm another guy, well, what's Wally Wipeout going to do up there? I don't know. Yeah. So I, I like it. It's very, it's a very freeing. So I'm apologies if it messed with you because I think it does it to a no, lot. But, I, but now it's I bring up at the comedy store and I, I love it. Yeah. I can't, I can't wait. Once people know, but there's there's no ill intent. There's no, no there's no. no um there's no intent to sabotage anyone else. It's purely just my own way of of starting the comedy button before I even get up there. I love it, and I don't take it as that at all. Yeah, and then, but and I could see it as your first time being a little like, what the fuck do I do? <laughs> yeah. And then uh, you are known for giving out wonderful advice to young comedians. I hope you know you have that. I am? I got great advice that someone got from you once. What was uh, it? Secondhand. Oh. This guy, uh, I think... Who told me? Maybe KT Tatar told me like 20 years ago, he's, or 18 years ago or something. He says, Harlan Williams told me, try something new every time you go on stage. Yeah. And like, so like there was like a while where like, and it's a good lesson for me to rem- remember right now talking to you. Yeah. Like, I should do that. Like, try it with the mic out of the mic stand for this set. Try it with the mic only in the mic stand. Try it. Uh, I probably got something else you could do different. You yeah. Know? Like, try starting out with a new joke yeah. that you never told before. Yeah, always shift gears. Yeah. yeah. But like that's why I watch you. You're the only comic I want to watch every Jeez, time. Jeez, man, see you. thank you. I want to switch this out though. Oh, because you don't drink. I don't, I'm not a big drink. I don't have a good story. No worries. But like the word is like I don't want to be like a like yeah. a bomb of a. No, thing. this is the first time anyone's <laughs> ever put one back. No. Save it for someone. You didn't put it back. You have to put it in a separate pile. I'll put it back later. What does that mean? You'll see. <laughs> you make like a voodoo doll out of it. What do you got this time? Well, we already did this one. What is it? <laughs> what is it? What's it say? <laughs> Scared shitless. Oh, okay, put it back. Let's get another <laughs> two number three. <laughs> we just did it twice, kind of. Yeah, let's see which one we want to put back this time. Oh, what is it? <laughs> oh, no. Let me guess. Floating planets made by men? Is that what it says? Yeah. <laughs> What's it say? <laughs> you know, <laughs> this shoe is about to... Go for a long walk without you in it. What is it says? It says embarrassed by dad, but I have an estranged father. Let's try again. This is really not for you, but we're gonna keep going. Here we go. Don't look. Uh, this is this is fun, right? Yeah, this is good. This is good. Most exotic place. Is that a keeper? <laughs> it's a little triggering, but you know. Are we good? Did you, did you wanna? Are we good? <laughs> I think so. Okay, most exotic place, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, good lord! Yeah, um, talk to me, bro. I've been to Parkston, South Dakota. Wow, is that where the uh, Mount Rushmore is? No. Hey. So it not was, that exotic. I got hired to perform for a company that makes grapple forks and rock buckets. Wow. The Flintstones? <laughs> Whoa. What? That's the most exotic place you've been? I mean, what does exotic mean? It sounds like... So uh, that's how you interpret it. I've been to... Um, there's a small town. I'm trying to think of... Uh, I mean, I've been to Japan. You can stick with South Dakota. I'm not going to change it. Was it South Dakota? Or was it? You pick it. Can we go back? Yeah, let's do another <laughs> one. Yeah, I agree. 
This time I agree with you. Yeah, get in there. Get in there. Can you just hold it out for a second? Yeah, maybe even look at it this time. Yeah. Sexiest thing to you? I think we know, but go ahead. What do we think it is? Well, I think we talked about it for the last hour. (laughs) Threesome in Calgary, but... You know what, here, let's just get you a fresh one. That's the one I just had. Why don't I just hand you a dictionary and, or an encyclopedia? There's nothing else in here. All right, we're going to switch gears, gang. This is another game we do. I'm not done yet. Where you pick a word. We each pick a word. Wait, did we just skip it? Well, there's none left. <laughs> So we're switching gears. We can talk about something that's sexy to me. Well, we're going to do that because guess how this works. But is this a replacement for that game? Yeah, you burned it out. (laughs) So let's see if we get through this one. This one might be more in your gearbox since you're a swinger. Okay. This one, we each pick a word. Yeah. We put it together and it creates a new sexual position. And then we have to describe how it works. So you're a swinger. Reach in there and grab one where don't look. <laughs> Pick one word. This sh- I'm going to be talking about this in therapy. I hope you know. This is your therapy. <laughs> yeah. Nice try. Okay. I got one too. Now we're in this together. What's your word? Satan. Is it really? Oh my god, you are horrible at this. (laughs) I'm bad at picking. Oh, mine's elf. For the record, I could have answered. The other one was tree. (laughs) It's too late, guy. You can't go back. (laughs) Wow. Ten minutes later. Yeah, it's tree. I was like, what do I got for it? Well, the Satan elf. what, What kind of position is that? I think for me, the Satan elf is when you're with your partner... You put on the electric blanket, you heat the bed up like max, you yeah. max it out, yeah, and then you do it from behind, yeah, and it's aggressive, yeah, and you hold on to her, the bed's like steaming, you grab her ears and you're pulling so hard, yeah. you actually stretch them so they point like elf ears. And when she goes to work the next day, it takes about four days for them to shrink back down, but you've been like behind her, you're doing the Satan elf. The bed steaming the heat from the electric blanket sort of loosens the ear tissue, and you're holding on for dear life. And you like pull those ears, they point, and people at work are like, Oh, Satan elfing last night, Agnes. <laughs> yeah. That's right. my interpretation of it. Yours? Wow. Um, okay. I'm going to go little by little. Is that yeah, okay? Please. Step by step. Yeah. It becomes do the it. whole thing. Yeah. I would say. Uh, it's kind of Twilight Zone Satan, okay? Okay. Nice guy. Nice guy. Thank you. Oh, this so, is part of your thing. So okay. Satan's seem, seemingly, it's a role play kind of thing. Okay, great. So You're on it. So uh, it's uh, a nice guy, seemingly yeah. nice guy, and a little person. Okay. Who's actually a nice person. Okay. But a little gullible. Gullible. Yeah. Okay. So, um... Satan goes, hey, if you build these toys for Santa, um, I will uh, make love to you. 
Okay. And then, so the elf role play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're looking at me like, like I had 10 years to think about this. No, no, this is good. This is from the mouth of a swinger. <laughs> so then, so then you, you had to build some toys. Okay, the elf. The elf, but you got to chop down trees. Okay. Tree. Tree. <laughs> yeah. And then, oh, I got a tree one now. Yeah. So, anyways, so that you, you build the toys. Yeah. And then, um, and then you build some amazing toys, and then say, you go up to Satan, like, "Hey, so we're gonna fuck." And then Satan's like, "I'm not gonna fuck you. You're an elf." Right. And then you're like, "I'm Satan. I lied to you." Oh wow! So that's yeah. the Satan elf. It's almost like a um, what's that stuff before you um, you you have sex? It's called what's it called when you want pre come. No. Uh. Um when you, before you like the all the warming up stuff. Oh yeah 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 yeah. What's yeah. that called? It's called um a foreplay. Foreplay. So it's almost like a, a foreplay. Satan gets you all greased up, thinks he's going to elf slam you and then he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, but it's wow. really mean and then he got toys out of it. Yeah, he, he got, got wooden toys. toys. So he's just like I don't need you. And then he, then, he, then he then he calls up uh <sighs> some swingers and he and he makes you watch. And what better place to have wooden toys than down <laughs> in hell? Where it's constantly fired. Wow. Oh, then no, no, that's it. Uh, I'm pulling an, uh, pulling, making an addendum. Well, I'm gonna do an, an antiquity to this. Okay, add an antiquity. Uh, so then he takes the toys that you spent like maybe a month building, so that you could make love to him, and he burns them in front of you, and then he fucks your 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 sister. My sister. Not you. If you, if you, if you have Harlan, a sister, all no, the then sisters. He, no, then he fucks. Harlan Williams' sister. Sister, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Finally. <laughs> I think that's creative. I like that. Because people are into the ASMR is popular now. Yeah. Un unboxing videos are really popular. Yeah. So there's a lot of like sexual kinks out yeah. there. Oh, dude. I don't want to get vulgar, but have you ever like made love to yourself to an unboxing video? Wait a minute. Made love to myself? Yeah. Like... You know, people like these sexual things on YouTube, like... Uh, unboxing? Like, I guess it depends what you're, they're unboxing, <laughs> right? Well, it's to, to each his or her own. But but my short answer is no, I haven't. Right. Have you? Not yet, but like, I was just thinking that could be a thing. That could be a thing. Like yeah. someone opening a blender and you're just like, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. Dude, well, lots to think about here, gang. Taylor Williamson and buddy, will you plug your stuff one more time as we slowly fade out? What a what a visit! Thank you for coming. I feel like I feel like we did good, dude. Taylor Williamson, do I look at you? Uh, look at me, but then slowly segue to camera ninety-seven to okay. your right. So, <laughs> start with to me. my right. Yeah. Um. So my my uh, my comedy special is on YouTube.com. It's called Taylor Williamson Live at the Comedy Store, and uh, I'm on tour. I'm gonna be all over America, Oklahoma, Arizona. Too far. Washington. Swing it. Swing it back. Camera ninety-seven. Uh, there. No, here we go. Right over. Over this way. This way. There you go. Right there. Finish it up. TaylorWilliamson.com. Uh, links at Taylor Comedy. My my dog's at Betty the Puppy Doggy. Um, I'm. Taylor Williamson, my life at the comedy store. You get it. Harlan Highway. Check me out on Harlan Highway. Are you going to be on it? Yeah. When? 
I just was, but you should rewind and watch it again. Oh, we just did it now? Yeah. Dude. Be honest, like in the spectrum of like all your guests, like in the top 50? One of, probably the top swinger I've ever had. Yeah? Yep. Yep. Thank you. And I know you like to be on top. Can I keep this? Yeah. Will you sign it for me? Wally wiped out. <laughs> Taylor, thank you so much, buddy. Thank you, man. This is such a joy. You're, well, you crack me up. I'm crying. Oh, what a treat. I had a blast. And uh, check out Taylor's uh, special on YouTube. Yeah. And go see him live. Check out it's all your dates are on your website, right? Yeah. Yeah. What's the website again? TaylorWilliamson.com. Dot com. Go see this guy, whether it's in Calgary or wherever he may be. And, uh, dude, thank you for being here. Thank you so much, man. You're welcome. And until next time, everybody, you've been on the Holly Highway Podcast. And until next time, chicken chow mein, baby.